Hello, and welcome to the Negative World Podcast, the podcast about video games for the Nintendo fans at negativeworld.org. This is episode 49.5, and we're recording this on Saturday, June 15th, 2013. I'm your host, Stephen, or as I'm known on the boards, Dr. Finkelstein. Tonight we have the beloved Andrew, or as he's known on the boards, Zero. How's it going? Oh, it's going just fine. Just fine, great. And also, we're graced with my better half, Joe, a.k.a. Nin Sage. Joe greets. <laughs> he does oh, I'm greet. I'm sorry. Wait, I mean, hello. Hi. <laughs> Somebody's taking my outline way too seriously. <laughs> <clears throat> then again, my, my lines are pretty much verbatim, so... If it goes enough. on the teleprompter, Nin <laughs> Sage will read it. Now, knowing that, I can mess with you in future episodes. <laughs> uh, yeah. As long as it's bolded and in parentheses. So tonight, uh, we're going to have a kind of an extra episode, uh, some extra content, bonus content about E3 and the games that were discussed and announced. I know we just released our big E3 episode yesterday, and so we're here to kind of expand on that a little bit. Also, Andrew and I both hit up the Best Buy event, uh, or non-event, depending on where you lived, and, uh, and so we're going to talk about that a little bit as well. Um, after that, we're going to go into a little bit of discussion about the big four, so to speak, which I'm sure is subjective, but there are kind of four big games to, uh, to mention. And, um, so this should be a short podcast, a little bite-sized meal for you, a little dessert mint after, uh, the actual E3 podcast, but, uh, I hope you like it all the same. You guys ready? Yep. Yep. Excellent. So, okay. So we'll start with the best buy discussion. And that's like the worst name for it ever. But uh, experience the best buy experience, the best best buy experience. Who will have it? I wonder. Um, Not me. Now, would you like to go first? We didn't really pick beforehand. Or do you want me to tell us? Okay, I'll go first. Um, context. The the Wii U event that I went to before with he's uh also in Chicago for anyone who doesn't realize this. So we went to this Wii U event before, and when we got there, there were like 15 display units, all had their own games. There were still lines, but it was like maybe like, I think Zombie U was the big game there, so there were like 10 in line. That was the longest line. And so that's what I was thinking this was going to be like. Apparently, Anand knew in advance that there was only one display unit, but he didn't tell me. Yeah, we had heard that um, shortly before E3, that that's all they were going to do. It was in a report somewhere. I was not aware of this, though. So <laughs> we drove an hour and, well, an hour for me, but he picked me up on the way. So an hour and a half for him. And, um, yeah, so we drove, like, over an hour. And we got there. This thing was supposed to start at 4, so we got there around 4.30. We didn't know what to expect, but we thought we actually went to the Wednesday one because we thought, let's just get it out of the way when other people are going to be at work and there might be less people. It was Which, packed, though. And again, that was like, what, 4 to 8? Yeah, it was 4 to 8. We got there at 4.30. The line was, like, stretched all the way around the inside of the store. And we got in line and got to play probably close to 7 o'clock. So over two hours standing in line for this thing. And and then when we did get to play, you get to play one game. I got to play two because I kind of snaked snaked in with Anand as well. But 
you get to play one game for maybe a couple minutes and you're done. And by that point, there's no way you're going to get back in line again for another shot because right, it's a two right. hour line. So, so that was kind of disappointing to me. I didn't know in advance that it was going to be this crazy with only one display unit and such a long line. But once I got over that, it was pretty cool. I got to play Super Mario 3D World is the game I chose to play. And I I had been watching a bunch of other people play it, and most people were picking the cat suit level because, mm-hmm. obviously, that's the new power-up, so they want to try that out. It's the new hotness. Yeah, so I, I'm watching everyone else play the, the cat suit level, so I didn't want to just pick the same thing everyone else is picking, although it would have been nice to get to try out that that power-up. But instead, I picked a stage that had a bunch of those glass pipes. If you've seen the trailer, there's these uh-huh. like clear glass tubes that you go in. So that was the stage I picked. And it was pretty fun. It, there was more to it than I thought. It's not just jumping into a glass pipe and you go where it brings you. It's like you can choose directions to go and you have to avoid enemies within the pipes. And you'll be, you'll pop out of the pipe sometimes to grab different stuff and you know a lot of stuff like that. Can you do anything when you're in those pipes? Can you like attack an enemy or um, throw a fireball I, if you have it or anything like that? I don't think you can, although when you're outside of the pipe, you could shoot fireballs into the pipe and they'll like roll down the pipe. It's huh. so, like if you have fireballs and there's some enemies in the pipe, you know, you could try to dodge them or you could just shoot your fireballs into the pipe and they'll like follow the pipe and hit the enemies. So that was pretty cool. And you can choose your direction at least. When you're, I mean, if, if there's multiple paths, you can choose which path to go down. Yeah. In the pipe network. You kind of have to at times to, there's different power ups you could get going different ways, but also just to avoid enemies, sometimes you'll have to, to go one path or go back into a loop and only come out once the enemies are out of your way or things like that. So it was a cool stage. I think the cat suit stage would have been cooler because that looked really cool. Like, People were climbing up walls and there were conveyor belts on the walls and jumping back and forth between conveyor belts while you're climbing walls and stuff. But I played the stage I played because I wanted to try something that I hadn't seen yet. And it was pretty fun. I picked Peach. And I don't know if the listeners know this, but they're basing your... It's it's a multiplayer game and it's Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Blue Toad for some... not legitimate Toad. Not legitimate toad. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that's where your your uh, title for the last podcast came from. That's right. Legitimate toad is missing. I guess you already talked about this, but so I I got to play as Peach, and in all these characters have powers kind of loosely based off of the Mario Two powers. So Peach can like float a bit, like glide through the air a bit, like she can in Super Mario Brothers Two. So that was fun. Like playing with Peach is a lot of fun. You glide around. She's like. I guess uh I've never seen Peach in a game before with fireballs. So, like, you gain to shoot fireballs with Peach is kind of cool. And, yeah, that was my experience. Um I don't know, unless you guys have any questions. I'm, I'm not sure what else to say. I played a kind of – the stage was, like, pretty short. So, if you got – if anyone hasn't played the 3D Land games before, it's kind of like that. It's not like Galaxy with these big, long stages. It's like – they're pretty short, and there's a time limit, so you, you you're gonna finish the stages in a couple minutes usually. Right. I mean, I 
I'll go into my story, you know, after you're finished, but I did get to watch as people played the Super Mario 3D World, and uh, I guess my comments on it, one, they had like five levels to choose from, one of them being the cat one, one of them being the one you chose, there was a boss level, which we've already seen footage of. Um, it was good to see like World 1-1, World 6-3, so I'm presuming that there's going to be the same amount of levels as in Super Mario 3D Land, which was a pretty packed game, I thought. I thought that had a good amount of levels, so that's promising. And I did get to see some of that the cat power up, and I'm sure you could tell this from the actual you know videos that are in Nintendo's own press kit or whatever, or on YouTube or whatever it is. But uh, it it looked like it was really fluid, and that you couldn't climb forever. But it was really kind of neat to see people climbing up the walls and and using that as a new kind of like a like a quicker version of of climbing up a wall more, you know, more than ever. Like I'm thinking about Mario world where you're climbing up the gates and a lot of the Bowser levels and stuff and the castles. Yeah. And, but it's just much quicker and more adorable hmm. and, uh, <clears throat> and the pouncing and everything. And I think, I think the fact that it's a bell instead of like a cat face or something, but it's like a bell is kind of an adorable touch as well. Um, you know, it looks, it looks pretty good. Yeah. I think that, honestly, like, uh, I, Sort of wish I had just picked that stage, even though I already saw it, but to, to get to play the cat. But just watching the cat, I feel like this is going to be one of the best Mario power-ups in a long time. It seems to me like it just looks like it's going to be one of the funnest. Like What they did with the stage, and I'm sure there's a bunch of stages with the cat, but what they did with the stage they showed off with the way there's all these like moving conveyor on the walls and stuff and you're jumping back and forth. It just looks so much fun. The guy, like the Nintendo rep who was there kind of doing the whole thing, he was talking a lot about how everyone was choosing the cat power <laughs> level. And that was whatever, which which makes sense. I mean, why would you want to play the game that you have played? Because that's technically what you're getting when you're not playing, um, you know, the other levels. But at the same time, uh, you know, there's a lot of validity to choosing those levels and not just being like everyone else. Because you, you can see the cat levels like crazy, but... Uh, the other levels, like the one that Zero played, are a little bit less, um, you know, vi not visual, but just around, you know? No one's talking about them, so it's good to get that kind of opposing experience. Sure. Yeah, I mean, the I think the glass pipes are going to be fun, too, but it's not quite the same as the cat, you know? Sure. Now, I guess one thing we'll comment on really quick before we kind of move into the rest of your story. The other big elephant in the room is the graphics. So it is pretty much the same art style as Super Mario 3D Land, but I was very impressed with the HD when I was watching it. And I was only maybe three feet away from the screen. I was like right behind the guy playing it. And it looks freaking beautiful. And like to be in an age of Nintendo and HD, and now that I have like an HD TV as of last October, I am just so geeked because I, I realize it now. You know, I didn't get it before when everyone else was getting it. <laughs> I was a bit behind the times, but it looks gorgeous. Crisp, clean, colorful. It's Nintendo, you know, as if, as real as possible. As, as truly amazing as, as I could ever imagine it, so. Yeah, I thought it looked, I thought it looked really clean. It, the pipes looked really cool, too. Like, just, I mean, talking about pipes sounds kind of boring, but these really clear see-through pipes everywhere and you've seen your characters sliding around in them and stuff it looks really cool yeah, and, um, the, and the animations were all nice and clean i mean they kind of haven't done for the most part but uh the game looks fluid 
Looks great. Yeah, it does. I, I, I do understand why some people who maybe wanted to see like the level of detail a Galaxy game would have had, because it is kind of a bit plainer of an art style than a lot of the stuff we saw in Super Mario Galaxy. It's like reminiscent of how the big, bold colors of Super Mario World but in like a 3D updated form, you know, because those games had detail, but it was still like a lot of bold chunks of color with maybe some outlining, a little bit of shading, but it wasn't as detailed as, I don't know, uh, as maybe even new Super Mario U is now compared to Super Mario World. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's like a weird parallel there to an extent. And I did, I also I did get to play multiplayer, which <clears throat> I was trying to get on end to get to play with me. So I walked up there and I said to the guy, "Oh, could you know? Could I get? Could I get my my friend to play multiplayer?" With me? And it, he says, "Oh, I'll do it." So, so the the Nintendo what? with me. I'm like, "Come on!" Maybe, maybe it was a sad story where he didn't get to try any of the demos, you know. And he's just like, oh, "I can't wait in line." Yeah, it could or have not. Been. It could have been, but so I, I played with him, and it's kind of cool. I mean, one of the things about this 3D land is, like, one of the few games that Shirley's played that she really kind of liked. Mm. So to me, to get to play multiplayer, I'm like, well, this is a game we can play together, which there's not too many games that she would get all that excited about that we can play together. So I'm kind of excited for that, like, the multiplayer elements of that, to get to play play with her, and she'll actually be back from Switzerland by the time this game comes out. So cool. Which again is December for those who uh do not remember. Yeah. And I there's some speculation if it's gonna make it or not. I see no reason why it wouldn't. It looks pretty far along. And uh and again they started with the core mechanics all built and they look like the the graphics are pretty finessed. I think I think it won't make it. Like Nintendo's talking with a confidence lately that I don't think they would have if they thought this game was possibly going to slip into next year. Right. So, and yeah, honestly, I, I feel it could be out sooner, but they're just putting it in December for strategic purposes. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, they, they got they have basically from August forward one game a month, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So okay, so that's Super Mario 3D World. Uh, Joe, you have any else? Anything else you want to ask or? Um, you guys kind of answered it, but just, I guess, to clarify, so uh, you both played 3D Land? No, I, I played Mario Kart. What? No, 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 I mean on 3DS. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 100% of that thing. Okay, so, I mean, does this, as far as, let's say you were playing this game single player, uh, how similar does the experience feel? I mean, does it feel like they freshened up the experience at all, or is this really like, you know... Kind of same game, but new power-ups, multiplayer, different level design. But still essentially the same. Because like, even when I played Galaxy 1 and Galaxy 2, yeah, it's all like the same elements. But I feel like they were sort of remixed in a way that, I mean, Galaxy 2, to me, felt like a very uh, different experience. Right. And it wasn't just because of Yoshi. It was just like a slightly different philosophy in the level design and things like this. So... Um, does, is there at least that level of freshness or does it just seem like same game, better graphics, it's multiplayer? It's a little too soon for me to tell just cause I haven't actually played it and we haven't seen that much about it, but true. my guess is that there will be some level of kind of, uh, growth in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, Andrew, do you, do you feel that same way? Um, I think there will be, I mean, 
like I said, I think the cat's going to be one of the coolest power-ups in a long time. And I, every Mario game introduces some new power-ups, but I don't think every Mario game introduces one that lets you play in such a different way. Like, there's a lot of verticality with this cat power-up that you don't see in most Mar- Mario power-ups. So already that's kind of a big difference to me. And the pipes, you know, the glass pipes were a totally new thing to me. Um, those are the only two stages I really saw because everyone kept picking the cat power up, so I can't really comment mm-hmm. on much of the, much of the rest of the game. Uh, I, it, I, I do remember reading, um, I forget who one of the Nintendo developers saying that they were going to try to get some elements of Galaxy into this game on some level. I don't know how much. Well, you know, even um, you mentioning verticality and those pipes, those are both two uh, elements or philosophies that uh, sort of answer the question that I think a couple people had was, you know, how are you going to manage four player multiplayer in a game where, you know, unlike the 2D games where people are like guaranteed to be on the same plane, it's a little easier to keep them on the same screen. Whereas once you move to 3D, you know, do you have people going off in four different directions and how are you going to make them all stay on the same screen? Is that going to be really limiting? But if you've got stages that are designed vertically or these little sort of mini, you know, these little micro puzzles dependent on, you know, which way you go in the pipes and whatnot. I mean, those are organic ways that they can eliminate that problem. No. Well, I think that, I mean, there's still, especially with the cats, I wish I would have paid more attention to the other people playing, but there's still, a lot of potential to leave people behind. I don't remember how it works. If it's like maybe There's the bubbles. Okay, so yeah, I watched specifically for that. So the bubbles, you know, you can leave people behind, but they'll just turn into a bubble and I float towards it. Which, and that's that's automatic then. Yeah, and uh, and that is both u- uh, useful and frustrating. It's frustrating in the yeah. sense that when I play against my nephew on New Super Mario Brothers U. He loves to just run ahead, and if I'm trying to do anything, then I turn to a bubble, and then I float away with him. You know what I mean? Uh, or, um, or, or like I might get smashed in between something, which won't happen as easily on a 3D plane, because obviously I'll have more places to go. But that can be frustrating there. But at the same time, it's also useful if you're playing against or with someone who is less skilled as you. And I think I'm, I'm going to guess maybe that they might be able to go into a bubble. Uh, at will, like you could in New Super Mario Brothers. You, I would hope and so. So that can be used almost as like an aiding device, but that is the current way to handle that. And whether or not it's the most elegant or or the right one to do, uh, I don't know. But it's kind of the only option I can see right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I definitely did see that in action. I was I was paying attention for that. And you know, it is what it is. <clears throat> But uh, I guess that's it then for Super Mario th- a 3D World discussion. Uh, I suppose so. Okay. Um, so then you got to play something else. We'll, we'll let you lead into that. Uh, well, is there anything else about your experience at Best Buy, Andrew, that you wanted to mention? Because I'll tell mine what leads into Mario Kart, and then we'll discuss Mario Kart then. Well, there's things about the experience afterwards that I might mention. Okay, well then we'll cut to mine. Like this will it'll be like lost. We'll just like cut to a different thing, and then we'll cut back to another storyline. We'll just jump storylines. You know, it'll be smoke kind of, monster. Yeah, there will be a smoke monster about thirty minutes into this episode. So we have to tuned. go back. 
Uh, okay, so let me tell my, my part of the story then. So, me and Game Dad Grant met up and... GG. Yep, that's right. And uh, I, I actually got to the Best Buy first. I, we got there, well, I got there about an hour early at noon, because today, when I went, it was 1 to 5. And so I got there at noon, the parking lot was pretty empty, I was pretty excited about that, I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, wait outside for him, and I was like, maybe not like that, it was a whole two-second thought for me. So I go inside, and I, I see a small line forming around, like, this little Wii, uh, this little Wii U that's just in a kiosk, and there's some guy who's, like, eight feet tall, and he's, uh, anyway, so a Nintendo rep or whatever, and, uh. I was eighth in line, I think. There were seven people in front of me, and the line was just barely forming. Uh, a guy came and asked me, hey, so what game do you want to play? So I gave him my name and, and initially put down Super Mario 3D World, and then I was like, oh, you know, maybe I can put Grant on here right now. So I, I asked him if I could just put my friend down. I called Grant really quick and asked him what he wanted to play. He said Mario Kart, so I said, uh, put me down for Mario Kart 2, because that way we could play together, because the guy was pairing up you know, in order, the Mario Kart people so they can play two and two and get the line moving, I guess, a little bit quicker as well. So I opted to play Mario Kart because of that. And I was hoping that I'd be able to go back in line because they were planning on starting earlier than one o'clock. And so I thought, okay, maybe, you know, I can get out and then before the line truly grows, I can get back in. Didn't work out like that. But uh, Grant came in and, you know, I said, hey, how's it going? I haven't seen him in a while. And his son was with him as well as his buddy Joe, and I didn't know they were coming, but uh, so I got to meet them, and they just kind of hung around, and we checked our street passes a lot, because that was like the only time in Michigan I've ever actually gotten like more than two street passes at once. It was pretty amazing. Um, I think I got a total of like 18 total nice. street passes, so I finished off my Luigi's Mansion puzzle. Uh, I got the last one I needed for Animal Crossing. That allows me to get the rest for my girlfriend, because her and I were like working to make sure that we were getting opposite pieces from people because of all the special me's and stuff that we've been getting for E3. So when I see her next, we're going to be able to just finish that puzzle off as well. And uh, I think only two people I didn't get any puzzle pieces from. So that was nice because usually it's 100% of the people I, I cross. And um, yeah, so we got in line. There was some swag. They gave out uh, Wii U lanyards. And then they had a table that had a bunch of Luigi hats that were made of foam and looked really crappy. And then they had Luigi coins, which were really cool, and I did snag one of those. But we could get one item each, so I chose the coin. And that's like this looks like something that you'd see in Club Nintendo, almost like as a gift uh, for like hitting gold or something. So that was really nice. Okay, so this might be a really abrupt cut, but we lost our buddy Joe uh, to the trolls of the internet, I guess. Something happened, and we lost him on the call. Hopefully he'll be back, but we... Uh, you know, we spent enough time troubleshooting, we, we should finish the episode. So we're going to jump back into what we were discussing, which I believe was me and my time with Grant at the Best Buy thing. So jumping back into that, uh, it was about 12, about 1230 when, when he showed up and maybe a little bit sooner. And then we were able to start playing around 1240, I think. Uh, the guy wanted to start early because on Wednesday they said that they had been, they'd still been serving people in that line past the closing time. So they had stayed open and they were trying to let everyone try the games and they were like, wow, this is insane because it was that crazy. I guess there's 250 people or so there on Wednesday, according to a Best Buy guy. And if you think about it, I mean, 
the Wind Waker demo alone is like five minutes because there's no time limit on it. So people are playing until they get to like the end of the segment. What's that? They were given seven minutes for that it, where I was at. Yeah, and see, that's just insane and, and unfair because, I mean, in my Mario Kart experience, you know, I got to play two laps and that was it. And yeah. for the Mario experience, you know, you got to play the level, which was a pretty short level. And so I, it, it was kind of not planned well, in my opinion, f- for that. But uh, we got, you know, we got in line. We got some of our swag that we were, that I was mentioning before the podcast went off. Um, I think I was mentioning that before. Or maybe that was a pre-discussion. I forget now. But I have a Wii U lanyard. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, I did mention the coin. And um, there was Luigi hat. There was like a Mario Kart flag. Everything was kind of cheap except for the coin. Um, the Luigi hat was not at all like the Mario hat that came with Club Nintendo a long time ago. If it was like that, I probably would have went for that. But I came too late for any swag. Oh, yeah. You know, they didn't have a lot on the table. They had some underneath, but I, I couldn't imagine that they actually had enough to to satisfy the, the needs, you know, uh, which is kind of a bummer. And actually, I heard reports before even Wednesday that they were going to have, like, cool things to happen while you waited in line. And not that I was expecting, like, a Louis- guy in a Luigi costume to be there or something, but even so, I mean, I guess I was expecting a little bit more. Well, I've heard that at other places, actual developers were there, like at the Austin Best Buy, a couple of retro developers showed up or something, although I don't think they they were really even part of this necessarily, they just kind of... Sorry, sorry again to the listeners, but... um. Joe's back Joe. now, and Andrew got cut off during that moment. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, I was just saying, re- I heard retro. some retro studios developers were at the Austin one, and some other ones, some developers were at, I forget who. But I don't think they were actually part of the show. I think they just showed up, although they had some shirt that said developer on it or something like that. That's cool that certain locations got extra perks like that, but no, I, I just got, uh, like a Bill Trennan if he was mixed with, like, Bear from, uh, Bear, what is it, Bear Grills? Like a mix, a hybrid of the two dudes. Um, yeah, so that's all that was there for me. But, uh, they started playing the demos, and the first one was Donkey Kong Country Returns. And I was able to see that from afar, of course, not too far, because I was eighth in line. And, uh, then that went through, and, uh, we'll talk about that game shortly, but it did look pretty nice. And then after that was, I believe, a Wind Waker demo? No, no, no. I don't know. I forget what happened after that. I think maybe more Donkey Kong or something. But then they did Mario Kart. I don't know. That's right. It was Mario Kart. Then something else. Maybe Donkey Kong again. And then Mario Kart. And that's when they brought me and uh, Grant to play. And uh we walked up. And the guy's like, so only one of you guys can play with the gamepad, and the other guy's got to be with the the Wii remote or whatever. And <laughs> and I I didn't mean to like get all alpha male on Grant, but he doesn't own a Wii U. And this was the we had a discussion shortly beforehand about why he doesn't have one yet. He's just waiting. He will get one. Uh, he really wants one, but just not right now. And uh, so when he did that, I was like, wait, I, I have the Wii U. I want to try this with the gamepad, man. And I like kind of. Like, really, he's just like, hey, I want to do this. And he's like, okay, okay. You know, I wasn't a total dick, but... Uh, what a jerk. I felt like one afterwards, because it just kind of came up, and I really wanted to play on the gamepad, you know? That's okay. Um, no, and he understood, and uh, and I, I, you know, I wasn't super mean or anything, but I was just very, like, dominant for a split second. I was like, no, I'm going to play it. Come on, let me do it. 
And I still asked him, but he uh, he let me. So he was nice enough to do that. And uh, so I got to play with the gamepad, and, and he got to play with the uh, Wii Remote. And, and that kind of sucked for him just because he couldn't do the full drifting and everything. Because um, the Wii Remote with Mario Kart Wii doesn't have the full controls. It's kind of you're stuck with the basic or whatever. I was able to do proper drafting and, and all that stuff, and uh, or drafting, drift, you know, whatever, the power sliding, that's what I mean. And, well, because uh, I, I, I also got to play Mario Kart, and I think I might be remembering this wrong, but there was like a button that you used to, to do the drift. On the Wii and, Remote? On the Wii Remote, yeah. Um, it surprised me because I don't remember that from... It just depends on... It's the same thing as if you're set to manual or automatic. Okay, maybe that's what it was because the guy didn't explain that to him. He told me, you know, that the... Uh, I think it was the ZR button was the the, the uh, power sliding, and and then the ZL was the item, and uh, and whatnot. And then the joystick was where he turned off the motion controls for me because you can use motion controls with the gamepad if you so choose, which was an interesting fact. But so yeah. we play, and there's only the one course. You can only play that Mobius strip type level. Uh, it actually has a name. It's not a sign in the in the game. I forget what it was called though. But it's more or less like Mario Circuit, but it's done on a figure eight Mobius strip type thing. And a Mobius strip, for those who don't know, is when you take like a, a long strip of paper and you twist it once and connect the ends, you can draw a line on both sides without actually leaving the paper. And it's just kind of a weird, cool little uh, trick just with the twisting motion and everything. And, uh, and yeah, so we got to play it. It was like, just he and I and then the computer players. I'm guessing 50cc because it wasn't that fast. And Grant was commenting on that while we were racing. And uh, the the rep or whatever, he had stated that he thought it was on 50cc then because, you know, he knew he just seemed to know that it was normally a bit faster. And, we you know, we didn't see any special weapons or anything, but we got going. Grant succeeded in starting with the power or the, uh, like the power boost, the power start. And I did not. I didn't time it right. So that kind of made me feel embarrassed. And um, and so we went off, and it was a beautiful looking thing. We both uh, thought about Carlos uh, the entire race because of his love for oh, yeah. the graphics. He's and a bit of a fan. He is, and rightfully so. Though this is one of the most beautiful games I've seen on any system. That's true. It's just it's freaking colorful, and it's. I mean, I'm going to use the same kind of descriptors as I use with the Mario game, but uh, seeing it in motion, everything it moves so fluidly and, and clean, and it's. It feels a lot like Mario Kart Wii, uh, which is a good thing, I think. I know that there's a lot of people who want Double Dash, and we already discussed that sort of thing. But uh, for anyone who's a fan of just pure, unfiltered Mario Kart, this is definitely going to be a game for them. And um, Again, the level was really beautiful. It, it winded around a lot, but it was very easy to make those turns. The, the track itself is pretty wide, so it, it does kind of accommodate more racers. And I'm not so sure how I feel about that, because... When we got Mario Kart 7, I did kind of appreciate the tighter, less uh, less racers on the road at one time. And mainly that's because I get frustrated when I'm playing online races and everybody's bombarding just you with the, with the shells. It feels like that happens more when you're playing with 12 racers as opposed to 8. And uh, and maybe it's just, maybe it's nothing. Maybe, I don't know. But I just, I just can't stand that when that happens. And sometimes I think I, there is a, a higher likelihood for more mayhem when you just have more people. And and I guess I find it's more frustrating sometimes. Yeah, like there's cause... enough mayhem at eight. 
right? Because <laughs> at some point, it's just, you know, the, the one thing that I think frustrates some people about Mario Kart is, is how much the chance encroaches on the skill. Mm-hmm. And I think when you have more people uh, that, you know. Right. There's naturally there's going to be more chance. Yeah. So. So, uh, and, but in my experience, and again, because we were playing on a, like a lower difficulty, I, I managed to squeak into first. I remember hitting Wario with, uh, with the shell or something like that. And then, uh, and Grant did shoot a red shell at me. He was in second for a while. And, uh, I somehow was able to block it, uh, even though it never got to me. So it must have hit like a corner, hit a pipe or something as we were winding through this area. So I got lucky and I ended up coasting through the rest of the thing in first. So I felt pretty good about that. My heart was pounding though, because I felt like I was on stage, you know what I mean? And like, uh, that my, my gaming manhood was being tested here. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I was able to play as if I had been playing the game for years. Like that's how, how natural it felt. Cool. And I think that's a good thing. If I go back and play Double Dash or even like Super Circuit on the Game Boy Advance, those games feel so different. And I feel like they were just too loosey-goosey. They were not... Like, they might have had some fun levels and some cool concepts, but they just were not tight enough control-wise. And Mario Kart Wii and then later Mario Kart 7 really built upon some really solid controls. And so I'm really happy to see those back. And, and I might get criticized for being too content with the same but I don't know. More great ideas in a similar vein with HD graphics is absolutely what I would love. So I think that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to get here. And uh, I have something else I'll mention. But Andrew, I wanted to get your basic thoughts on your game experience. Well, I mean, yeah, you only get to play the one track, which was a little disappointing. I'm the kind of person who usually doesn't really care about the early Mario Kart tracks, like the, you know, the first two or three. Yeah, they're kind of boring to me, to be honest. So it wasn't, if I had gotten a track choice, it wasn't a track I would have willingly picked. But but it was fun. Um, I had to play with the tilt controls, which I don't really like. And I picked the bike. Bikes are back in case anyone's wanted. I didn't even get a chance to pick anything like that. We did yeah, have good I, characters. I picked a bike, but I was like pressing every button and trying to, cause I think in the Wii game, you just pull back on the, with motion controls, you just pull back and he'll do a wheelie. But I couldn't figure out how to do a wheelie and I was trying like the whole race. I never did a single wheelie. So I don't That's know weird. if it's in the demo version or it's something different that I, I was trying everything, pressing everything, tilting, shaking, whatever. See, me I with the gamepad, I was able to at least do like the, uh, the power boosts from a jump by just kind of lifting up the the gamepad. That was working th- for me. I got like one or two of those and accidentally, I don't remember why, just shaking or something, but I never could figure out the wheelie. There wasn't like a rep there you could ask? I I had already started playing by then, and I was just like, whatever. I mean, I'm just yeah, for try us, to- the rep was kind of like there just to kind of talk to you while you played the game and answer any questions, and he would get go into detail a little bit about stuff, at least for me. But he kind of did just let us play. And he was nice enough to get out of the way when I took a picture later. <laughs> he saw me and I was, he just back Instead of him like, no, you can't take pictures or like, give me a dirty look, he just backed up. That was nice. Mm. Good guy. Outstanding. I, I think like um one thing, at least in the, the early stage, which I think it might be different when if there's some like crazy roller coaster type stages, but I felt like the actual like Mobius strip type being upside down thing didn't really change the gameplay that much. 
it's it's cool to get to you know you go up, upside down and you're like looking at like Peach's castle like above you like you know facing upside down because you're actually above it upside down but it didn't really change the gameplay all that much so you know what I mean like yeah. it's like you're there's no point where you're like whoa you know it's so different racing upside down it's like no it's the exact same it's just the the view is different and that leads me right into what i did want to add on to so perfect um that you know that's also been a, a source of i guess contention between people right now on the boards and and whether or not that's actually going to be a cool enough gimmick to to make this game worth it and i was trying to pay attention to that a little bit i never did notice whether well not initially uh notice when I was actually upside down or not. Um, but I did, I actually, the first time I did pick it up was when I was over Peach's Castle and I was like, Oh, that's, that's down there. That's kind of weird. Like it was disorienting, but not in any sort of bad way where it was affecting the gameplay. But it did feel like you were just on the same kind of normal track you were, uh, you would be anyway. There is a little bit of that kind of side to side motion. Like, uh, in Mario Kart Wii, there's a desert level where you're kind of, banking a lot and so there are banks and everything it's not always just flat flat it's not like the camera just hangs on to you to a t and it's like those like blair witch project cameras where they just move with you no matter what um so th there's a little bit of fluidity there but you're right when it kind of kicks into anti-gravity cart or whatever they're calling it um you don't really even notice there's no like big transformation like there is when you go underwater or when you're flying and actually there was some points where i was flying in that level and that was kind of interesting there was a weird sense of curvature to the level where i had i launched off and then i suddenly was banking really hard to make sure i didn't hit some goombas and uh so it was it was a little different there were some noticeable qualities there but all in all it was pretty much like you're racing on a normal flat track but it, it still felt a little more alive and it is pretty cool to see like you know uh, not so much in this level but just seeing people on axes that you just aren't expecting and I think there's potential for it to feel more chaotic in a fun way for that, but it's definitely not a game changer. I think it's just a flashy way of showing levels now that we have HD. It's another way of like looking impressive. And it kind of feels like on a roller coaster though. So it may it may be kind of lame that when I go on a roller coaster I can't uh I don't know that I can't somehow keep the, my eyes <laughs> parallel with the normal ground and then see myself flipping around and stuff like that's kind of what people are saying about this. They kind of wish that the camera would stay and then you drive upside down for a while, but that, that would be way too confusing and it would make the gameplay horrible. Yeah. So even though you're kind of stuck in your own point of view, just like on a roller coaster, it's still fun and exciting to kind of feel those going over the hill and then going down the hill and then banking a little bit and doing a loop. And, and you, you do get that sense like you're on a roller coaster in that, in that regard. So I did enjoy it and I think it may not be game changing, but it's definitely fun. And that's, enough for me i guess now will mario kart 9 be the same way maybe not because i'll be used to it by then but i think and again call me whatever you will but uh i guess because it's the new hd console it's uh the first time mario kart's ever been so vibrant that it kind of gets a pass in that way that i'm just okay with it I, I do think it will change the way you play more in later stages where it gets kind of crazier like because it's it's very F zero like in a way to have all this upside down and you know every which way, and I think if they add in certain things like F zero had like those tubes you could go around on all sides, 
I don't know if they would add anything like that into Mario Kart, but that kind of changes things. Or, or even just like really quick turns. Like one of the things I think about having this kind of verticality is that, you know, in F zero, if there's a sudden drop and you're like going straight down, you don't actually see what's in front of you until you take the drop. So I think that makes it interesting. It's like you usually your vision, you have a certain sense of what's in front of you when you're on like a, a straight plane. But when you're taking drops or even when you're going up really steep, like suddenly you you can't see that much in front of you and you have to react a lot quicker. And so I think they could do a lot with that. But this stage didn't really show that off. Absolutely. It was very it was the most basic of all stages. I mean, this will be the first stage in the first cup, pretty much, uh, because that's how kind of classic it was. But you're right. There's a lot of good applications you can have to kind of change things up and make them a little interesting. And two, with the flying mechanics especially, not so much with the water ones, but with the flying mechanics, you definitely can find yourself suddenly just launching off and then you don't even know what side you're going to land on. Because it's going to force you to, to land on the correct side, but you might end up flying you know, at your normal starting position and then end up sucking to the left side of a wall or even not upside down. And so it is kind of like a roller coaster in that sense where you don't really know what's coming. You're, you're on a predetermined path, but you don't really expect things necessarily because drops could come at any time, and there is that s- extreme variability. And I guess with the water, you could even uh, assume a similar aspect where suddenly you just kind of f- maybe fall out of the sky and land into water, but that's like all pre-planned and everything. Um, actually, I'm thinking about Bioshock Infinite right now. There's a, a neat part in that game that kind of reminds me of that, but... Uh, yeah, so I think that there's a, totally some cool applications that I think judging it right now would be way too premature. And so right now, basing it on its merits, it seems like a very solid Mario Kart game with very beautiful graphics. And it really gives me pride to know that Nintendo can do HD, because I think going into the Wii U, we were all a little concerned. We saw that tech demo with the bird, and we're like, oh, that looks great, but you know, that's just a tech demo. Can they actually pull this off for in-game stuff? And 60 frames a second at... The, uh, you know, this 1080p graphic uh, quality is just really awesome. I mean, awesome sounds like such a uh, just a adolescent term almost, but it's it's just so good. It looks so good. Agreed. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not much else to say about it. Uh, weapon Weaponry-wise, you know, there's bananas, the three bananas that I had, which kind of were my security, uh, my insurance policy as I was... <sighs> at the last leg of my race. And then um, there was some red shells, some green shells. Uh, we don't know any other special power-ups, but I can imagine they're, you know, they're going to come up with at least one that's going to be relevant to the gameplay and the new you know, gameplay style or whatever. So it is what it is. If they have a solid online uh, and then the graphics look as good as they do, it, it'll sell gangbusters. And that's the thing. This will, be, this will be a system seller for Nintendo. It is coming later than people want it to. And then Nintendo may have wanted to, but it's going to sell we use for the rest of the life cycle. You know what? I just, as you were saying that, I had an idea for a, a new weapon that I would love to see. And I'm, I'm just going to call it now, just in case it happens. Okay. Some kind of, like, an EMP pulse that disrupts the other racer's um, oh, anti-gravity. Yeah, so then, like, they just would fall up. Right, because there is a... Well, so do you mean, like, a reversal... That kind of throws you off the course, or do you mean like you can wait? Because just... just like with the thunderbolt, where you kind of want to wait till you're over, a, you're 
you know, enemies or uh, right. opponents are over a gap, so you can have them fall in. You can wait yeah. till half the people are on a loop of some kind. Yes. That's a cool idea. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Now, and then better, you hit it, and then they fall off. And... It'd be better if, like, even they could land on whatever's below them and then keep racing. Because that's what I like about Mario 64, where, mm -hmm. uh, for instance, in that Mario Stadium level, where if you got screwed on that one ramp, you had to just do it again. You didn't get to just get picked up by Lakitu and and be done with it. Mm -hmm. I feel like Mario games, Mario Kart games, since then have kind of cheapened it by always rescuing you. And it'd be kind of cool to, to not have that. That's a good idea, though. Yep. Do, do we really want more items that completely screw you over with no way to defend <laughs> against them, though? Well, we have more players now to use them, so yes. If it's my pet. That's like my pet peeve in Mario Kart is these items that there's just no nothing you could do. Like the the one thing I in I'm not gonna go off into this too much, but Mario Kart Seven, there's the the Wii, the Wii, uh, you know, Wii Wii Sports, whatever course where at the end you're flying for like a really long time. Oh uh, right, yeah. And if someone uses a lightning bolt, you're you're in the air for like 10, 15 seconds. It, all they need is one lightning bolt, and you're just screwed. Yeah, I never had <laughs> that happen to me on that one, but you make a good point. I guess, you know how like the raccoon tail is kind of like a defense mechanism, and then the, if you have a star, you're immune from the lightning bolt. Maybe they could have like some sort of uh, sticky feet type thing, like a wigg wiggler feet mm -hmm. thing that would make you immune to that, so you could hold on to it. And when you're going on an important loop, you could know, hey, people might use this. And so if there's something to counteract it, it might be okay. But even then, yeah, your chance of getting that counteraction are probably slim. So it might be annoying, but I still think it's a good idea. Plus, with my, as I have my little developer's cap on right now, I'm thinking the radius of this power wouldn't be all that big. You know, sort of like the raccoon tail, but, you know, maybe, you know, maybe two right. or three times bigger than that. So it'll just be like people in your immediate vicinity. And the skill would be, you know, as you said, Timing like it. doing it over a pit or something like that. Otherwise, right. they would just, you know, fall to another part of the course and maybe be disoriented a little bit, but it wouldn't be anything yeah, that's a, major. Yeah, that, that is a good point, because there's that uh, level that we've seen screenshots of where Peach is kind of riding on the side of the wall. I think it might be the city. Right. Right, right, right. Well, if you're on the flat part of it, because there's like parallel tracks, you know, it wouldn't necessarily work unless you were maybe right against the edge. Mm -hmm. Um but if you were too far over, it wouldn't, it wouldn't hit her and it wouldn't be a problem. So, yeah, I think just setting a proper range would be fine. Something <laughs> akin to the, uh, I don't even know what it's called, but in Sonic All-Stars Racing Transformed, there's a power-up where you get a boost, but there's a little, like, engine meter, and if you overheat, then you actually lose that boost and you actually get slowed down. But what you want to do is use the boost, and then you want to release the, the pressure at a certain point, and then it causes a little explosion around you. If anyone's near you, then it kind of knocks them out. So, I mean, that it's like maybe four carts in diameter. You know, it's not too big or anything. Right. And it's just a split second. So, yeah, that'd be a good idea. I think that'd be good. Yeah, because Lightning Bolt is kind of a cop-out because it covers the whole track. Right. Yeah. But having the EMP as a, as a radius would be would be smart. Mm -hmm. Developer Joe, I like this guy. <laughs> My first idea, <laughs> and an empire is born. <laughs> Uh, you're going to develop Mario Kart Killers right here. Can yep. you develop Diddy Kong Racing? I'm going to gonna start Konami Superstar uh, NASCAR. I don't know. Superstar a, NASCAR? It'll be like a copy of a copy. Like a copy of, of Sega All-Stars. Konami presents right. Bit Trip 
racer. Uh, Automotive <laughs> drive fasty <laughs> challenge. Anyway. Yeah. I, I would add to the joke, but I literally can't. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I, don't know, I guess I'm kind of tapped out on what I thought about it. It, it looks, again, looks great. Plays smooth. The the real... <laughs> Goes down easy. <laughs> yeah. Not bad aftertaste. Yeah, so the real challenge for it will be merely how creative and fun the levels are, but it's going to be purely level design, which is actually going to be Mario uh, Super Mario 3D World's issue, too. That's going to look great. It's going to play great. That's what Nintendo's great at. But it's whether or not the levels are creative enough to be different than their predecessors is what it's all going to boil down to. Mm-hmm. And even if they're not in Mario Kart's case, I think it's still going to sell it crazy. There are other key factors to get the online nailed, which they probably will because the past Mario Karts have done it. It's been very solid. They still have some issues with the options and everything, but all yeah, in all... Yeah, the, the reliability with the kart games I has been rock solid in my experience. Absolutely. Um, the Yeah, the one thing they got to work on, in my opinion, is is the, the, the freedom that you that you have i mean like well, you know right i mean like for some folks you know a lot of people i think just the blue shell alone like just keeps them away from this game so if you could just you know customize like in brawl not when you're against randoms but in brawl you can customize your items and stuff so uh, they should just have things like that and mm-hmm. and also i mean I don't know. I don't know how difficult it would be, but wouldn't it be great if you could say things other than those like two dozen phrases that they pre-install? They just let you pick your own phrases, or that, like, yeah. Like maybe make your own couple of phrases if they really. I mean, if they really won't just let you chat, just mm-hmm. pick a few phrases. That way, you can customize it to your actual needs. Right. And then, uh, and then just put in a profanity filter for God's sake. Let yeah. people use the at symbol instead of an A for ass or something. You know, seriously. Just let them work around that and seriously. And just, no matter how strict the profanity filter, it's better than the alternative of just the canned. Because phrases. I know that Nintendo's going to have Mario tell me every five minutes. Are you sure you've been playing long enough? Yeah. Um, aren't you tired? Uh, yeah. They should just also put, please, you know, note that online experiences may vary. And well, you know. Yeah, really. In Animal Crossing right now, I have animals telling me every once in a while, haven't you, uh, make sure you look tired, make sure you take a rest once in a while. And I'm like, F off. You know, you know what the most hilarious thing is? Uh, have either of you guys ever just left Swap Note open for like 15, 20 minutes? No. Because you get a warning saying, why don't you take a break? Make sure you don't get tired. For Swap Note. Wow. <laughs> for Swap Note. Like, who out there is battling game addiction when it comes to swap. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, I'm not going to go outside and play soccer. So I guess that's kind of the end of our Mario Kart discussion. I think we've said enough. How about we, uh, I mean, unless there's anything else to add about the Best Buy experience, I mean, that's what it was for me. After we got done, we uh, got out of line, we hung around, checked our street passes a little bit, and watched a few more just vi- videos, whatever. Uh, the Wind Waker demo i guess i'll mention really quick i keep going back and forth on seeing the seeing the footage um on you know my computer i was kind of like oh this game looks really good i kind of want to maybe get this i mean i've beaten it but i wouldn't mind getting it again and playing through it again and uh then i was reading some comments on the boards and some articles and i was like 
yeah, maybe maybe these people are right. You know, I don't really need to have it just because it's in HD. You know, do I really need to spend the money, especially if it's going to be a full price game, which I don't think it will. But if it was, that would really be a hard sell for me. And then here I watch it for a few minutes uh, live today, just a few feet from the screen, and it looks so damn good. Like I feel <laughs> like I'm, and I don't really remember the whole story that well. I know there's some some bird people and there's the ocean and i mean i was i still have fond memories of the ending because it's one of my favorite endings to a zelda game ever uh like that whole sequence of final events and the boss battle and stuff and uh and then i was like ah, damn it they got me <laughs> i'm gonna have to get this they got you again yeah it's it's just it looks good it looks good and it always played good uh played well and there's that fast button which it never really bothered me too much back in the day with the sailing and everything. But I can imagine now I might be a little bit more uh, excited about the fast button just because I have so many games to play. I don't really want to spend that much time. You know, like, when I last played Wind Waker, I was in high school. And I had a lot more time to sail than I do now. So my gaming time needs to be more efficient, you know. And uh, so that's cool mm-hmm. to do in that. And so, yeah, that's all I wanted to say about Wind Waker is I think it will... Uh, will again look great, as Nintendo seems to be on a roll with that lately. And uh, and actually, you know, I just was watching um, that Tropes vs. Women Part 2 today. I finally got around to watching it. And they're showing tons of clips from games of the past you know, 10 years primarily. And some games from just not even 10 years ago look so assy. And it's hilarious. Like, there's some games from like 5 years ago that just look like crap. And, yeah, uh, I think it depends on the game. Yeah, and definitely. For how much effort they actually put in. Oh, so sometimes, you know, just having a game in a certain resolution doesn't mean they actually uh, made the assets any absolutely yeah. worth and so, at, so, especially seeing that today before I went to Best Buy, like, and I also just being a Nintendo fan who hasn't had HD until like November, um, I really do appreciate the effort Nintendo's putting into the graphics with their games. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like they're slacking on that regard. So. I guess, you know, before we move on, I should uh, share with the audience uh, some, some exclusive hands-on impressions that I, that I got recently. Oh, sweet. Yeah, please. Which I, which I know that they're really eagerly uh, wanting to hear. So as fate would have it last night, I actually, for, for basically the second time ever, yeah. uh, I got my hands on, I was in a GameStop and they had a, a demo station set up and I got my hands on this thing called a Wii U. Uh-huh. And like I said, I mean, this is like brand new to me. It's really only the second time I've ever played it. In fact, I think the first time all I got to play was was Rayman Delay something challenge. I don't I don't remember exactly what the name of it was, but I, I think it's Vaporware at this point. Okay. Um, isn't this Wii U thing that you speak of just a new <laughs> controller for the Wii? <laughs> well, no, I thought it was a 3DS hooking up to a Wii. No, no, actually, actually, it's neither one of those. Oh. Um, and nor is it uh, Nintendo going third party. It's it's none of those. It is actually a, a brand new console, all its own. Okay, stop pulling my leg. Just get out with no, it. No, seriously, it is. So, um, so anyway, I played this game called New Super Mario Brothers U. Wait, New Super Luigi U? You got to play nope. it? Nope, 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 not that one. Oh, wait, okay, then which one? What? It, it's like a prequel. Oh, you... okay, a prequel, got it. That makes <laughs> and, sense, I guess. Uh, and I, uh, I played. Uh, my wife played along with me. And uh, oh, it's I multiplayer. Used... Yes. Cool. And, uh, I was using the the gamepad, as they call it, 
uh, with this thing called boost mode. And I was able to place these little, these little platforms with the, with the stylus on this touchscreen. It's got a touchscreen right on it. Okay. And, you know, I gotta say, just the, the controller, you know, looks really big, but it was really light and really comfortable, really form fitting to my hands. And, um, you know, I just really had a positive experience with it. And, uh, you know, I think the future's bright. I mean, they're probably gonna sell a lot more than they did with the Wii in like the first year or so. But, um. And so are you gonna get a Wii U now because of this? Um, probably within the next, probably within the next year. You know, I don't want to too early of an adopter. There might be a, might be a white ring of death or something like that. As a plus side, as much as this might sound like a sour grapes thing, I, am kind of enjoying clearing out my backlog. I mean, at this point, I have like under 10 games on my entire backlog, more like 5. So, that's that's a good place to be as well. You know, and that's a fair point, because I am wishing I had time for my backlog. Like, I look at it, and I get depressed. I bought the last story, for God's sake, and it's just sitting there untouched. Never even put in my Wii yet, because Xenoblade's not done yet. Yeah. And once I beat Xenoblade, I might actually transfer my Wii U, or my Wii to my Wii U, but I don't want to do that at risk of somehow losing that 116 hour Xenoblade file. Of course. Um, of course. So I'm kind of waiting and you then know, there's three ass backlogs. I'm just, there's so much for me to play. This, and, this raises a question that I actually ha- was asking, uh, myself last night. When you transfer, when you do the transfer from Wii to Wii U, um, does it move your game saves as well? Or just like your downloadable? games no it moves everything okay however okay. your game saves are only accessible in the wii U, or in the wii mode so wii mode, if, yeah. if you say you move over like super mario world and then you have your game saved from that from the vc title and then even if you upgrade the 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 virtual console or the eShop title in your wii u so you can play it on your gamepad and stuff you still have to start a new file because your save still only counts in wii mode that is ridiculous it is, but it gives you a chance no to idea. have an even deeper backlog. <laughs> that's just, that's just. It seems like it would almost be more work to make it operate that way. Yeah, I, I wish I wish I knew more about the underpinnings of that because that is really kind of funky. I don't. I on the one hand, I'm really happy that Nintendo continues to support backwards compatibility, even at oh, the yeah. cost that it does. Oh. But at the same time. And plus, Nintendo over any other publisher has so much of a worth in its backlog or, or back catalog. So uh, it's really great that they're doing that. But yeah, it is frustrating that it doesn't work as fluidly as you think it would in the year 2013. That's just surprising. I mean, I guess it's not that big of a deal. Like for me, you know, any virtual console game, odds are I'm not going to have put in the kind of work. Like I was imagining like my Brawl file where I unlocked every one of those little um, I don't know what they're called. Like the little gla- the little cubes of glass. You know, you got to break them all and stuff. Mm-hmm. So some of those are like intense. To oh yeah. Comp- you know, and I just didn't want to do that stuff again. No, um, there's like three that I just never was gonna ever do. Exactly. So, so that's my concern. If I have to, you know, 100% Super Mario World again, that's not. You know, that's like a weekend or something. So yeah. The the slightly annoying thing to me though is that if you do the transfer, it transfers every save over. There's no like picking and choosing, and it removes them all from your Wii. Oh, so that's weird. for me, I was giving my Wii to my nieces and nephews as a present, and I was like, oh, it would be cool to leave you know Brawl 
file unlocked so they'd have all the characters unlocked and stuff but no right. like you move one thing you're moving everything and what if you threw could you move stuff to, like to an sd card before you did the transfer but you could never move the brawl file to begin with oh because it's got the online or whatever yeah, yeah. which is also a stupid decision <laughs> yeah there's ways to do it through uh the homebrew, home but I never yeah. bothered. I'm like, you know, I love my nieces and nephews, but they're probably not, not like, enough to homebrew for them. <laughs> not to go out my way like this, but uh, they could help themselves. It, I mean, it'd be kind of cool if they would have programmed the thing in the Wii mode. Like, took just an extra second to program this, where you could open up your little, you know, the pause menu and then choose save to Wii U. Then it would have just saved, it would have wrote a new save file on the Wii U, wherever the hell you were at. That'd be kind of neat. And I feel like that wouldn't be that yeah. hard to program. But uh, maybe the Wii U 2 will be, uh, or Wii Me? I don't know what they're going <laughs> to... They'll come up with something unpronounceable by the human tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> if, if they're doing things right, they will. Um... Yeah, let's uh, let's move forward. Then. Let's move on. Yeah. yeah, let's move on. That was back uh, to back to twenty thirteen. Some great impressions, and you're right. Boost mode is fun, and especially with multiplayer. So mm -hmm. that's one of the. I, I find that I enjoy the main game, sing in, in a single player fashion, but I prefer boost mode and all that with multiple people. Mm -hmm. So very cool. And we'll we'll spend the little time that we have left here talking about two more games. We'll talk about. Donkey Kong Country return or not returns? Jeez, gosh, maybe that's that's going to be every, everyone's trying to unlearn that right now. Just across the internet, everyone is <laughs> making that mistake. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which <laughs> I said the smoothie joke the second um, I heard it, and then I heard the, I think someone on RFN made that joke as well because it doesn't sound like a smoothie. Oh, the, the people on Spike were making that joke. Were they? Hours later, so it's just completely you know, obvious. Well, you know how um a lot of times, like with the name we, uh, things sound more reasonable the more you hear them. Like you get used to it, and it sounds more like, oh yeah, you know, the we. When I first heard tropical freeze, I was like, oh, yeah, it's like tropical breeze, but it, you know, it's ice or something. Now, the more that I hear it, and the more people are like making smoothie jokes and making like um. Uh, what was the other thing? Like suntan lotion jokes or something. Like now it's it just sounds weird. I'm yeah, having the reverse. I, like it. <laughs> I think it's uh, I think it's a, a great pun. Yeah, that's two different things and it's a quality pun because the Vikings are coming in. Oh, the Vikings are going to so freeze. Awesome. You know, I I like it. I like it. It is it is. You can make fun of it, but again, like I mentioned on the last podcast, at least it's not like TP. Like Twilight Princess had TP for its uh, initials. And since Zelda games often get referenced by their initials, oh um, yes, like LTTP or uh, AO or OOT, you know, or whatever you want to say, uh, TP just doesn't really function in the way that it should be intended. But yeah, so Andrew, so did you get to at least watch this game at Best Buy? I did. I don't think I have too much to say about. It. Uh, my brother was playing. I. Don't think he would have willingly picked a boss fight, but I think he accidentally picked a boss fight. Mm -hmm. In which case, I felt kind of sorry for him because you don't. I mean, really, the, the levels are what you care about more. Yeah, right? you're kind of I mean, stuck in one screen if you're playing the boss fight. You're just yeah, jumping so, on things. 
Although my brother, as we found out in line and I've kind of known for a while, is kind of a hater on everything anyway. So apparently he's not the first Donkey Kong Country sucked and Mario 3D Land sucked and all Mario Kart sucked. So I'm like, why was he even coming with us anyway? How, how are you related to this dude? Well, he likes the, the SMT game, so he's got that going for him. But he's very, he thinks a lot of things... I don't think he really thinks every, cause all these games he says suck, he's played to like 100% completion. So I, I don't think he actually thinks they suck. I think so that's, he's just a modern gamer, basically. That's just the way he describes things that like didn't live up to what he wanted. You know, they suck. They suck, you know, but whatever. So, so he, I felt kind of bad for him cause he stood in two lines to accidentally play a boss stage, but, but it looked kind of cool and, one thing I was like, especially listening for, even though they had the volume turned down kind of quiet, but, but they announced that David Wise, the composer of the original Donkey Kong Country games, is back working on this game. And like, obviously the original Donkey Kong Country games, like their music is amazing. That's like some of the best game soundtracks ever written. And he, so, had, he had no hand in DKCR's soundtrack, right? They just, the, uh, the retro team just kind of, paid homage to the previous uh, songs. They didn't actually have him there. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard. And Retro has good sound composers too, but I mean, David Wise is a legend. So so I thought it would be interesting to hear what, what he's got going on. And I don't know how to explain the song for the boss fight because it was kind of pretty awesome, but kind of not what I expected because it was kind of like weird, like almost metal type music like it, if anything it reminded me of like i would think of it is mixing like f-zero x music with donkey kong country music like the, just that weird kind of like butt rock like heavy metal type stuff yeah but then mixed with like sort of the donkey kong country sound i thought that was pretty cool but and i'm sure that's it, kind of the boss fight mentality yeah there. i doubt it's gonna i doubt every stage is gonna have like metal metal in it but it was pretty cool. The music, I, I really liked it. And yeah, not much the boss fight's a typical boss fight. It didn't look too crazy. Um, other than the, there was some, it looked like there were some kind of team up moves you could do where like Diddy Kong hops on Donkey Kong's shoulders, but I think that was in the last game, right? So that's not really new. That, that who hopped on whose? Diddy Kong, like, can kind of hop on Donkey Kong, and then Donkey Kong's controlling? Yeah. Yeah, but that was that more c- limited to, like, flight, wasn't it? But you can still, I think, just become, like, one entity yeah, for a little while. Player, well, that was, could... that was like, Diddy, or Donkey Kong rolling on Diddy or something like that, I believe. Or vice no, versa. You can, just, you can just hop on his back, and just and then the first player just has total control. Oh. I just forgot yeah. that then. So I guess that's not new, so I'm not sure why I'm talking about it. But, yeah, I mean, I don't really have much else to say. It was a boss fight. It looked fun, but boss fights aren't that exciting to me. So The level that I saw was just some random level. I didn't see the boss go on at all. And it was uh, it was really looking good. Again, it's got the polish that these other games seem to have. Uh, the design is spot on. It looks very reminiscent of DKCR, but... Just crisper, cleaner, more colorful. It looks like it moves very fluid. Um, I always preferred how DKCR moved compared to the originals, uh, as far as just moving your character and everything and the jumping and all that. 
which is similar but so, uh, subtly different. And so again, I mean, I hate to use the mantra of more of the same, but it really is more of the same but prettier. And and it'll be up to level design for uh, for us to see how how the game fares. I'm really confident in the level design because the first game was so incredible and Retro is so good at what they do if you look at their entire history. So, I mean, uh, you know, it'll sell It'll sell a lot, I think. Did they sell more of DKCR than all the Primes combined? That's what I heard. And uh, I, think, I think it was close because I think all three Primes combined were about like five and a half million and, and Donkey Kong was at five million, but it might be up there by now because it's probably that's, still going. That's pretty sad for Prime. It is, but there's such a, like the market is so much more open for Donkey Kong. Yeah, it's there's a very low barrier of entry to play something like Donkey Kong. I mean, it's a character that's recognizable as far back as Mario, for goodness sake. And then, you know, the gameplay is platformer. And uh, uh, the things that make it unique aren't exactly hard to grasp. So, Right. And the first game did great for that, and this one will do the same. I mean, there really isn't too much else to say based on the demos at Best Buy. Hmm? We, we are pretty sure that there's no uh, shake to roll in this game, correct? <laughs> uh, I think... I think it's an option, but I... Probably would, depends on your troll scheme. I'm pretty sure that they've heard loud and clear people's discontent with that. Yeah. So, uh... I'm, I, I had no problem with it until I started doing, like... I don't remember if it was, like, getting certain difficult puzzle pieces, or maybe it was just certain difficult stages, but I remember towards the end of the game, like, the last 25% of the game, I was just like, why? Why did they do this? So... But up until then, I didn't mind. Yeah, it, it didn't really bother me too much, but it was one of those like little nagging things that it kind of brought down my overall experience more than I would have liked it to. Mm. Well, I'm going to be sad that it's gone. Since we have only a little bit of time left, let's get into some Smash Bros. discussion, which was not pl- a playable demo at Best Buy, uh, regrettably. That would have been sweet. Although, I think everyone would have chosen that demo. That's probably why they didn't do it. But, uh, Andrew, I mean, me and me and Joe kind of gave our opinions on this. So I just want to hear your thoughts. Well, I made a top ten list a couple weeks ago of the third-party characters I would like to see in Smash Brothers, And the number one on my list was 8-Bit Mega Man. And now 8-Bit Mega Man is going to be in the game. So obviously I'm pretty happy that like my number one choice is making it into the game. It was kind of an obvious choice in some ways. Like when I made this top 10 list, I also kind of put like guesses to how likely each of them would be. And Mega Man was like the one I was like, this is probably the most likely one to happen. So it's not like... Biggest surprise, but it's still really cool that it's happening, and he looks like perfect. Looks so good. He, yeah, they really nailed the freaking character design, and that reveal. I mean, it was pretty pretty obvious to all of us. I think when when we saw that kind of silhouette, and even though he wasn't wearing his helmet, I knew that was that helmet was going to be showing up any second now. It was like beautifully done how they revealed him, but he looks he fits into that world so perfectly. I mean, it's it's like. It's like they've been working on his, his design since the first. 
you know. One yeah. thing I am very curious about, which I don't think we know yet, and we're, we'll probably find out over time, is in the Mega Man reveal, they showed him, like, he's just fighting normally or whatever, and then he, like, gets hit down or something. Then, then he, like, it goes and shows him, like, switch to, like, Metal Man's weapon, and he throws a blade. And then it does this quick montage of him switching to, like, five or six different weapons, like, you know, from all the, all the old games. And I'm thinking, like, is, is Mega Man as a character always going to be able to switch to any of these whenever he wants? Or is it going to be something where, like, you're Mega Man and you have to acquire these powers somehow? Or, like, how it's going to play out? Because it looked like he had a ton of powers. Like, it would be amazing to me if he just had all of those powers all the time. I'm thinking that would be the route that it goes to. Mm-hmm. Like... Again, his down B move and his up A move, like each different type move is reminiscent of a different type of boss move, with his main B move being shooting. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm convinced that the character of Dark Pit in Kid Icarus Uprising came from that uh, that one color option from Pit in Brawl. Yeah. Which was basically Dark Pit. Mm-hmm. So but- stuff more like that, where it was like almost like a different, uh, you know, like a different slightly different version or take on the character or something like that'd be cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I do think, though, that that there's going to be something up the, with the way Mega Man has these powers because they, they just showed off so many and they were like all these different shooting moves and I, I'm like, I don't think you're going to have all of those all the time. There's probably something or it might be like Pokemon where you'd have to like do a switch into another one that would like leave you vulnerable for a little bit and then you could use their powers for a bit or or maybe it's random every time you use it it does something else <laughs> could be where they all kind of have the same power punch but they just look differently hmm. that pokemon thing is an interesting idea so i forgot about that how pokemon trainer was really like you had to toggle between uh you know three very different versions of the fighter. That could be interesting. The thing about I... that... Go ahead. No, no, no. I, you go ahead. If they were to do that, though, I feel you'd have to have, like, eight different versions of Mega Man. Yeah. yeah because yeah, you yeah. couldn't have, like, one Mega Man who has a certain set of moves and then another one that has another one. Because That's how would true. you remember what move is on what set? And then also, uh, how would you really be able to represent that? With the Pokemon trainer, you've got the three distinct Pokemon. They all play differently, and it's very clear because they go into the Pokeball and they come out of the Pokeball, and you know that it's in, always in the same order. I think it would be kind of weird to do to like mix the moves together into just a couple Mega Mans, and yeah. then if you didn't do it that way, well, they have like eight. Like, say you want to get to the one you just passed, but you can only go in one direction. It's like change, change, change. It would kind of break the gameplay. Uh, maybe maybe you just pause, and then like a menu comes up. And it's got all the different weapon types and like well, a little bar. I'm never going to want to play multiplayer with you. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, guys. I've got to change my Mega Man power. I think it's, it's going to be sweet, though. And like, I really hope that he's a good fighter. Like, when, when they saw Captain Alomar, I got so excited. And then when Brawl came out, I was like, <laughs> I don't know how to use this guy. And I've heard he's like, in the competitions, he's ranked really high, but just for an average player, it's like he's really hard to use. So I'm like, I hope Mega Man's like easy to get into and easy to use because he'll definitely be one of my favorites if I know how to use him. 
Yeah, I'm hoping that the Animal Crossing Villagers is also pretty good. Because I finally get my wish. I mean, you haven't heard the last podcast yet, so you haven't heard me go crazy over it. But I've been wanting this since the level and the music and all that came in Brawl. And I remember when that when the Brawl site came out, I don't know if I told the story last time, but I saw the different icons for the different franchises before like they actually revealed all the characters and everything. And I saw there was an Animal Crossing loop. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, they're gonna they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it. And then they didn't. And I was I felt so deflated and I've been waiting since then to get my wish. And so I was so psyched when uh, when they revealed him right away. And so Yeah. Was the villager your first choice, or did you want Nook or you know KK? I mean, the villager is kind of the most bland visually, but he makes the most sense as far as actual gameplay goes because he does things. He has, I mean, you might see like Pinky the bear in my town right now in, uh, in New Leaf. You know, she she holds a net today. Today was the bug off, so uh, exciting stuff. I know today was the oh, bug off, okay. and bug she off. was holding a net and. Um, so she could have, I guess, used it, but Tom Nook never uses items like that. Uh, quick note for anyone who can hear this, there's fireworks going on right outside my house, uh, for a big fair in my town, so, um, that's why, why you're hearing that, so I apologize, but it's just something I can't avoid. Um, I, you know, I can try opening the window and yell to them and tell them to shut up if, if it's really distracting, but... Recording a podcast! <laughs> yeah, hold your fair! Move out of Detroit! I think KK Slider would have been kind of cool. Because it, it'd be just weird to see him moving, because you never see him move. You just see him playing guitar. He's always sitting. He's always stationary, and he could like beat you with a guitar, and his taunts would be really hilarious, because he'd be like singing to you and mm-hmm. telling you to f off at the same time. And uh, but any other character besides KK Slider or a villager, I don't think would have worked, because you can't just take a random villager, uh, like an animal villager, because you know which one do you pick, and and. You know, their movesets are not going to be any different than your actual villager. And uh, you can't really pick, like, Dr. Shrunk or Mabel or Abel. And these are characters in the game, these animal, like, people that run the shops and things. Because, again, they don't ever use items. They're very fixed. You, you have your most well-rounded ability options with the villager. You've got the net. You've got the fishing pole. Uh, which, I went down to the fishing pole might be a way to, like hook on to the edge of the screen maybe or something uh, when you're falling off the edge or something. Or maybe it's the balloon thing that we saw later because uh, there's in the game there's item boxes that come on balloons and so it seems like they're incorporating that. The plant, uh, the potted plant thing looks hilarious. I, didn't, I never would have expected that to happen. Um, they have a lot more range with the villager himself because of the fact that you do so much with the villager. And it seems like they chose the male character with the default eyes and everything. And in every game there's like 12, like 8 to 12 different looks per gender depending on questions that you're asked at the beginning of the game. And uh, so you don't really know what you're getting until you're done. But they I chose... know that. No? Yeah. What, so those, what are the questions? I forget what the questions are. Um, in New Leaf it was like, uh, you know, the, the character of Tom is on the train with you and he asks you something like, so, uh, you know, where are you headed? And there's three options like, um, to somewhere new, uh, looking for a new start, or uh, don't talk to me, go away, <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. And as and you know, he'll respond differently to how you answer those. Then you'll get a second question, which is like, oh well, you know, what are you most excited about? And then it'll tell you, you know, your options, and you'll pick one. And and after like three times, that narrows down the chances. And you can find face guides online 
right now and it'll tell you exactly what kind of eyes you'll get for instance when uh when you start with whatever questions and, they've been um, profiling me this whole time <laughs> they have been since the start since the first game i believe that that was the case so uh, if, if not the very first game it was then definitely wild world so that's yeah. mine Wayne. <laughs> uh the more you know NSA up here that's right um so I think it's it's best that the villagers in there, but it would have been cool to have maybe KK Slider. I I want to go back and look at the trailer to see the the level design because I know that they showed the Animal Crossing level a little bit, and I hope it's not just Smashville all over again. I, I'd like that level to be back in if they wanted to do a retro level, but I'd like to see something a little bit more deeper and dynamic for that. Um, but yeah, so I just. I, I was super excited. I just had to mention that, but we can talk about Mega Man a little bit more because the Dr. Wily stage, presumably that stage, because there was kind of a hint that that was the stage that Mega Man will play on, looked really cool. And then the music too, because Brawl had such great music and the remixes were so impeccably awesome that I can't wait to hear some Mega Man remixes from from this. Yeah, Agree, it's disagree? I just hope that it's easier yeah. to get the uh, the sound bites, the, the CDs, because... It took me a long time to get to where I'm at. I still don't have all the CDs in that game. Mm-hmm. But did you ever do the uh, the CD sticker machine or whatever it was called? That little uh, the custom level. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I definitely have that yeah. stuff down there. But even that didn't work after a long time. I think because you can get duplicates, right? Um, no? no, I don't think you can get duplicates. I okay. think they just stop dropping as often. Yeah, and so that, that would take way too long for me to, and then you have to, but you have to be an active player in that level because when one does show up, you have to run and get it before it falls. Yeah. I can't remember exactly how it worked, but it was something like if you had a Turbo GameCube controller, which we happen to have, you can just uh, put a rubber band around it and leave it for however long, and that's what we did. Because oh. that's what playing a video game should be about. <laughs> going to dinner while you collect... Uh... <laughs> oh, it's more like going to sleep, but yes. <laughs> oh, pretty much, but... Um, but yeah, so I, I'm actually really hyped about the music as well, which I didn't mention in the last podcast. Because Brawl has one of the best soundtracks of any game ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they played a little bit of the Mega Man music in that video, and it was really sweet. To say the least. So, Andrew, let's get your opinion on this. Wee Fit Girl. Wee Fit, Wii Fit Girl is also an awesome, awesome choice. I'm glad that is the correct answer. The it's way they debuted it was the perfect. Brilliant. Hilarious, yeah. right? I love watching the reactions of people. It's like they totally trolled everyone. <laughs> Screw the Halo TV show. I want to watch that as like a cartoon. They just trolled people at E3 so hard. Everyone said there. I forget how they were. Oh, we have a game everyone's going to know. And then it's like, we fit. And everyone's like, oh. Uh, it was so perfect. It was so perfect. And the reveal only takes two seconds, too. It wasn't like forever. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, when I first saw it, too, it was a total, like, mind F because. You see the the Wii Fit thing, and then it pans out, and then your brain instantly clicks, and it's like, oh, 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 is this it? What, what? You know, and you're like putting two and two together, but it doesn't make sense in your head, so your well, your brain's rejecting it, and then <laughs> they reveal that it is what you were thinking. Oh, and this was an instance where you really had to be watching that reveal to get it, 
because I was watching on the game trailers feed and and they just said, you know, like special announcement coming up, whatever. And then when they made it, they just then relayed that information. And they, of course, were very, I don't know if they probably didn't see the reveal either. They just probably heard from someone. So they were just like, oh, the big surprise is that Wii Fit Trainer is going to be in Smash. And then like Jeff Keighley went on a three minute rant about why does Nintendo do these things? Whatever. So, but. So that was my first experience, and at that point, I was, you know, I was equally sort of like, uh, that was the reveal. But when you see the way they presented it, then you get, then you get the joke, and then it just becomes awesome. And now, like, I'm super excited to use Wii Fit Trainer when I get that game. Have you guys um, been to the Smash Brothers website, which opened up like right after the trailer was released? I tried to, and I honestly, I couldn't even get the images to load. I think that it was just getting hammered. So yeah, I'm at it right now, and it's a pretty clean looking site. I don't know if they're going to do or start up that whole kind of the Smash Dojo thing again, which would be really cool if they did. But, uh, uh-huh. yeah, they have a lot of galleries for the characters and everything. Like, I'm looking at Mega Man in the 3DS version. He looks really good. Um, yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot shown about the 3DS version, which was good for the reveal, but I, next time they bring it up, I want to see more. I want to know why I want to buy this as well. Because I will totally buy this on both both the, the Wii U and the 3DS, as long as there's a reason to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, Andrew, are you thinking of doing doing both? If uh, like as I, of now, I well? doubt. The funny thing is, I'm like pretty hyped with Mega Man and Wii Fit Girl, and it, I didn't really comment on Animal Crossing, but I think that's a really cool inclusion too. So I'm like pretty happy with the three new characters so far. I mean, I'm getting excited, but it's like I don't really play multiplayer that much unless the online is like perfect, which we have yet to see. And Brawl was very not perfect online. To add to that, though, from the last podcast, uh, Namco has a pretty good history with online modes, right? Yep. So they have. I heard that in experience. the last podcast. <laughs> is that how you heard it? Because they have online games. Yeah. So they they have. At least they have experience with functional online, so maybe their their assistance will ensure that this doesn't suck. Well, I mean, I, I hope the online's good, but I feel like if they're both coming out at the same time, I don't really have any need to get the 3DS one unless like everyone on Negative World gets it and not the Wii U one, which I don't think is going to happen. So I'd probably just stick with the Wii U version. I mean, it, for me, I think it'll depend on pricing, which will probably be full price, but... Uh, whether or not they release on the same day or not. If they release kind of staggered even by a little bit, it might be more of an option for me. But to go into a store and buy both at the same time, you know, when will I pick up the other one instead of the first one I chose, which will probably be the Wii U. So when will I pick up the 3DS one as opposed to the Wii U one? So if they're staggered a little bit, if there's maybe a reason to go into it, it'll be it's weird. It's, it'll be a tough sell kind of, but at the same time, I'll really kind of want to to uh, to dive in I'll be itching to, because I love my 3DS. And to see Brawl, uh, I always say Brawl, to see Smash Brothers in 3D would be pretty cool, too. Mm. Yep. I see on the, on the Smash site here, they don't have any 3DS images of the Wii Fit Trainer, which uh, either means that that's an example of the characters that aren't making it into the 3DS, because there is apparently a discrepancy in which, you know, they're not going to get the same exact roster. Or, I thought they were saying they were, though, that they were going to have the same characters, the stages would be different. Oh, okay. Maybe that's maybe that's correct. Um, 
Oh yeah, and then there's there's word that 3ds limitations is going to affect the overall roster, which thus would affect the Wii U's roster. I think that's what I was hearing. Yeah, although it's very unclear exactly how that's going to pan out. It was kind of a vague comment. Yeah, and I think it's too soon to really freak out about and complain about. I don't know if you guys agree, but... Uh, I'm, I'm not too worried. I mean, they already showed off three new characters. And really, when it comes down to it, I'd play probably three or four characters 95% of the time. Sure. And then it's fun to play around with the other ones, but I usually don't get too deep into them. So it's like, to me, my main are in the last game were really two characters, Toon Link and Diddy Kong. And if both of them are back and then Mega Man or someone, that that's fine by me. I don't need a billion characters. Who were your mains, Steven? Uh, well... In the previous games, it was Link, and then Toon Link was more of a favorite for me. Um, I'm trying to think back, though. I did like using Sonic a lot, so I do hope he returns. And with the partnership that uh, Nintendo and Sega have been having, I wouldn't doubt if maybe he would be back. Mm, uh, good point. But, uh, yeah, so it was kind of like Sonic, uh, Toon Link, and I did get pretty into like Fox on occasion. Because of how Swifty was. Well, so was Sonic. But. I liked using Sonic, but I could never actually be good with him. Mm-hmm. I was usually pretty terrible. My mains were uh, Ike, Marth, and uh, Pit. Back in Melee, um, I think it was whatever. Who was the main uh, Fire Emblem guy there? Marth? Uh, well, Melee also had. God, what was that? Roy? The, the red haired. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I used yeah. Marth and Roy a lot more in Melee. Than I ever did in Brawl. But I also like Dr. Mario. When was he last in the game? Was that Melee? Uh, I don't know. What was. Melee? Yeah, I forget. I forget now. There's so many characters that have <laughs> around, and I haven't played Brawl or Melee in a while, so I'm, I can't really recall them too detailed. But. Mm. But yeah, so, I mean, is there any last thoughts you want to say about the Smash series, Andrew? And, you know, looking forward to it. Do you think it's going to make 2014, or do you think it's going to push back? Well, it should it should make 2014. I hope. Yeah, I I don't understand the uh, the freaking out that some people are having as well with that. That's a year and a half if they wanted to release it in December, and I get that. You know, some people are saying, "Well, they're definitely going to delay it." Well, that's like an arbitrary comment because how do you know anything about? There's nothing to say about that. There's no evidence to promote that idea except for the fact that Brawl was delayed, but that was a completely different time in the universe and different you know circumstances existed so i don't necessarily think they're even necessarily going to delay it they might even you know plan to release it later just with the intention of not having that problem but even if they did delay it i would imagine okay they want to release it uh august or september but they they delay it till december or something so Mm -hmm. even if there is a delay that doesn't mean it's going to be outside of 2014 which i think again they they know this will be a system seller and a game that will be played for the rest of the life cycle that we use. They want to get it out sooner than later. It makes a lot of sense. It's Mario Kart in that sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people have said, I don't know the actual numbers, but I thought I heard that this is one of the best-selling, if not the best-selling... Oh, probably doesn't beat on Mario Kart, but it is definitely one of the best-selling multiplayer games, like party games, on the Nintendo consoles since... Uh, Smash Brothers. Maybe it was about the N64 version specifically, but yeah, this game 
this series does well if people didn't know that <laughs> it's, it's popular so i don't think they want to delay it to 2015 for god's sake that is I, I definitely don't they want to i'm sure they're really pushing for 2014 mm-hmm. and now you know sakurai's fully invested on it too i mean he he didn't want to start this until after kid airpress was done so it seems like he's got some integrity to stick with one game and not lose focus and make sure it gets gets done and gets done right. Because a lot of people do love that Kid Icarus game. And so I believe that he's totally full force on this. He wakes up every day thinking Smash Brothers. And yep. so does the rest of his team. So I'm, you know, they're busy working on it right now. Speaking of that, did you guys not love the two little tidbits uh, from Sakurai? One was that he plays the new Smash on his lunch break <laughs> I didn't when he's that. at work. That's yeah, awesome. it was in one of the little developer diary things. How he was like, "I can do whatever I want on my lunch break, but I choose to go play multiplayer Smash." So now he plays like an old Smash. No, 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 like or this new one. one. Okay. Well, see, so yeah. there you go. Like, I mean, then obviously, besides just having, uh, did they have a playable demo at E3 or no? So it I, was just I, a video, right? I feel like people were saying, "Okay, is that what it was? It was just a video." All right, because I feel like people were saying it was not playable, but yet I was seeing video of you know, people standing in front of a screen and Smash being played. So maybe they were just well, watching sure. a but video. Way, if Sakurai is playing Smash on a regular basis on his lunch, I would mm-hmm. assume that the model uh, or model, I don't know, that the just the game is developed enough to function uh, sure. on that level. And, it, you know, not on well, some sort of like basic grounds. I mean, again, we saw a lot of really polished levels, for instance, too. They sure. weren't like really basic examples. Maybe the 3DS was a little more basic, but there's a lot of detail in the levels we saw on the Wii U, so that that bodes well. Well, and the other thing was there was that uh, image on I think it was Twitter with uh, Sakurai playing versus against himself, where he had one uh, like classic controller with his left hand and one in his with his right hand, and he was like playing versus against himself. That's pretty impressive. But I guess if you design the game, then you can do that can sort do of thing. That, yeah. So, um, Andrew, you wanted, you had mentioned before, you know, before we started recording uh, a few interesting notes that we wanted to bring up that there's confirmed to be no tripping in this new Smash Brothers. That's correct. I honestly, I think I'm just weird because I never, like I feel like even knowing tripping exists, I've never felt like it happened to me. It obviously has to have because it's in the game. But I'm like, I don't, what is it? You just randomly fall out sometimes? Like yeah. I, mm-hmm. I never noticed that. Yeah, it happens. Like, you know, it's pretty rare, but it happens. Yeah. And for the people who are really intensely into the game, I can imagine why that would really piss them off if they're about to like own their opponent and win the the match, and then they trip, and then they get owned themselves. Well, I. Don't, I definitely am against the idea of random tripping. It just never really yeah. affect my gameplay. Or maybe put it in the Wii U version only and then leave it out of the 3DS version. That way you can sell more 3DS copies. That can help push it that way. They can advertise it as the no tripping version. <laughs> I'm totally kidding everyone. Yep. Um, then the other tidbit you wanted to mention too is that it's been said that he wants to make it in terms of like between melee and brawl uh, as far as like I guess speed and just how it feels because there there was a difference. I I noticed it, but I just got used to it pretty quickly when I switched over to brawl. And not being a hardcore tournament player, I didn't care that it wasn't as tight as melee. But uh, this should this should appease a lot of fans. 
Mm. Yeah, the actual quote had said something like, uh, I, I'm not going to get it exact here, but he said something like Melee was like a more hardcore game, and then he felt like Brawl, they were trying to appeal to a new audience, but with this version, he feels like most people buying it will have played a previous Smash Brothers, so he doesn't have to to try to appeal to the new audience as much anymore. So he's going to kind of put it in between Brawl and Melee to some degree. Right. Oh, cool. So I guess we should uh, we should finish up here. you have any last thoughts about that before I run to the uh, usual ending? I, I, I guess my last thought is a question which is probably already been answered, but uh, to me, the interesting thing about both the Animal Crossing Villager and the Wii Fit Girl are that both of those characters are characters that in the game you can choose a gender. And so they presented one as the Mal, the, the Animal Crossing Villager, and then they presented the Wii Fit Girl. But I wonder if you're stuck with those genders or if you're going to be able to choose gender in the game. Because if it's just a skin, like it's just another skin and they have the same moves, I kind of don't see why they wouldn't let you choose a gender, but the, the only difference would be with the Wii Fit Trainer, which again they do call it Wii Fit Trainer, so that would you know it wouldn't screw any text up to change it to the male trainer, uh, but you would need the male samples, which again wouldn't take that long to, to record. But having him saying the phrases that she says, the Animal okay. Crossing Villager doesn't make any noise, and in fact I don't even think they make any noise in the game, so there's nothing to to record. There's no extra work there. And you could just, yeah, slap on a dress, put on the hat maybe or something, and uh, it'd be pretty easy to do. And I think that'd be a cool thing to do. It'd be, it would definitely be more equal and fair. Could maybe at least be like, uh, you know, instead of alternate colors. Yeah. Which again, maybe there is a push towards more of a costume type thing. Yeah. But I, but yeah, I agree with you on the, I don't think they'd do it for the Wii Fit Trainer just because of the audio samples. I think that's. Plus, I think they're kind of crafting almost like a little character, you know, like giving her a bit of a personality. So mm-hmm. I don't think they'd want to water that down by, uh, you know, splitting suppose, it into two characters. I suppose they attribute, you know, yoga to like more of a feminine uh, pastime. I mean, I know a lot of dudes do yoga. I, I've done yoga in my day. But, you know, if you think of a yoga class, you think of women, you know what I mean? Yeah, but if you think of Dalsim, then... Think of what? Dalsim from Street Fighter. Dalsim. Touche? I I don't know Street Fighter very well, so I don't really get the reference. But but I think it's it's good. Well, trust me, it was hilarious. I I bet you the whole listening audience laughed their ass off. Everyone's like, Capcom? They're all RFO... Or ROFL-ing. Um... Yeah, I think it's cool that it is the female trainer, though. Helps get some more female characters in the game, and you know, even that that out. I mean, I, I, not to get into the tropes discussion or anything like that, because that's a whole other thing. But uh, yeah, I, I do think it's pretty easy to, to male-dominate many games and the whole industry, so it's nice to have more options that are uh, uh, female. Well, it's, it's probably not a coincidence either that they have two new characters that you could choose gender and they went one way with one and the other way with the other. You know? Right. Absolutely. I, that's exactly what I was feeling. And, and partially also with the reveal 
they kind of maybe chose to do that partially for that reason, to show the variety that they are including. And really, Which, it helps make you guess. Like, it's everyone's speculating right now of what the heck the next new character is going to be because you can go come from anywhere. For it. I don't know where do you go after a Wii Fit Trainer though. Somewhere. Well, I remember some people were speculating like the, that the Wii Balance Board would be in there, but now obviously I think Wii Fit Trainer is pretty much. I would love, and I, I wrote this in my top ten. I would love to see some of Nintendo's eShop games get some representation, like a uh, Halo push mower. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's gonna happen. Well, perhaps as a assist trophy though, and he would probably actually be a really good assist trophy. He could pull out like. Squares from of the landscape, just yes. out of nowhere, and that would to be block amazing. you and stuff like that. Uh, that would be pretty neat. Pull out a block or, or a section, and then have it crash on top of whoever doesn't get out of the way. Mm-hmm. That'd be so. Cool. And not to run this podcast way too long, but my second last comment is actually kind of in regards to the yoga thing. And I was thinking it, there might be someone I'm not thinking of at the moment, probably a couple, but I was thinking. There's something really interesting about Wii Fit Trainer as a fighter because she's sort of like this health conscious, like doing these peaceful activities. Yoga is always looked at as like this really, you know, this is a peaceful, get into your Zen state, just breathe, you know, and that contrast, the contrast is really interesting to me. And it almost made me think like, not, not that I think anyone's going to care, but it almost made me think like they're actually, like Nintendo safeguards the image of their characters so much sometimes and to take this really peaceful health conscious, you know, this is the Wii Fit that all the, you know, adults and everyone buy who maybe they're not say gamers to have her like beating on everyone in this game. It's kind of hilarious to me, but it also, it's a little disjointing in my mind. Do you well, feel that way at all? Or I don't only cause I've spent the last couple of years preparing myself for that because that was the reason that they chose not to include the villager from Animal Crossing in Brawl, it was it came out in interviews afterwards that uh, they just couldn't imagine taking such a sweet character who was supposed to be this nice little happy-go-lucky villager and, and making him sort of violent. And now apparently they've come to uh, amends with that and they've gone overboard. Hmm. Yeah, it is kind of funny for for both those characters. I think, yeah, especially the Wii Fit Trainer that. Uh, only because, as you said, Nintendo tends to be so guarded with the things that they try to like keep all wholesome and you know uh, appealing to to absolutely everyone. So I mean, I guess we'll see. Let me just wrap this up. I did want to mention really quick that apparently we're going to be getting Street Pass relays soon at various Nintendo hotspots. So that should help us get our Street Pass pieces filled in and everything. I thought that was a cool little piece of news to come out of E3. Um, but yeah, so closing statements, I wanted to remind everyone to go submit into the Euphonic 3 thread, uh, which still should be open for a little bit longer, and the theme is Fire and Ice, so if you have any songs that uh, relate to fire, relate to ice in any way, whether it's a candle in a room or a glass of water with some ice cubes in it, if it relates, submit it if it's good, and, uh, and help us, you know, kind of create the wonderful playlist for that podcast. That, that little plug out of the way. Uh, that wraps up another episode of the Negative World Podcast. Uh, we'd really like you to comment on what you've heard on this episode 49.5, sort of. Uh, and you can do that at negativeworld.org. Just got to find a thread associated to this episode. 
And if you don't want to subscribe to Negative World, you can reach us through the Facebook page. So you got to search for negativeworld.org. And lastly, you can follow us on Twitter at under negative underscore world. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Besides that, check out the Enhanced Podcast if you haven't yet. I love th- shoving that down uh, people's throats because uh, it is a cool way to listen. Totally. <laughs> Glad you agree. So with that, uh, thank you guys for spending this time with me tonight and talking about E3 some more. It's been a great week, I think. Yep. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Yeah. And thank you, uh, Andrew, for coming on as always. No problem. I have nothing else to do with my life. <laughs> That's the spirit. Well, I have some bugs to catch in Animal Crossing, so I think we need to do that. I think Beatles are out tonight on the island, so... You guys have a wonderful night, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. All right, later. All right, bye.